Welcome to the iSmart Podcast Show with Tom Rogers, founder and CEO of iSmart Networks. We help connect entrepreneurs with key partnerships to build financial freedom. The average millionaire has seven streams of income, and our guests reveal how they created multiple streams in their businesses. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around for the end of the show, where I'll reveal how you could be our next guest on one of the fastest growing daily transformational podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. Hey, thanks for joining iSmart Podcast. On the show today, we have Mike Koenigs. He's a third times, 13 times number one best-selling author, 2009 Marketer of the Year winner, serial entrepreneur, filmmaker. He's a judge on reality TV show, Elevator Pitch. Uh, pretty phenomenal show. It's very, very similar to Shark Tank. This guy has a personal recommendation from Tony Robbins, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, his products and services have really helped over 30,000 small businesses, and has been a consultant in over 60 countries. Mike, thanks for being on the show today. My pleasure. Good to be here, Tom. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> there's a lot of good things to say about you. Um, but, you know, I think our audience really wants to know kind of where you came from um, and, you know, like, you know, where do you, what did your parents do? Things like that. Sure. Um, I grew up in a very, very small town called Eagle Lake, Minnesota. The population when I grew up was 763. Right now it's 1300. I just visited there uh, a couple months ago. Uh, my dad was a barber growing up and we grew up lower middle class. So we had nothing extra, very rural community. And I only had one big dream growing up um, and know that in Eagle Lake, Minnesota, it was cold and I hate being cold. All right. I'm a warm weather kind of guy. I live in San yeah, Diego now. <laughs> so um, what happened was um, my dad not only was a barber, so he worked a lot. He worked late. He was also the city clerk, the building inspector. He sharpened scissors and knives. Wow. And he also was an entertainer. And he did a lot of philanthropic work um, because he played guitar and sang. So everyone wanted Bernie the barber to show up with his guitar. <laughs> Sounds Matt, really entertaining. Yeah, he's a fascinating guy um, and my hero growing up. But the one thing I saw was a man who never got leverage in his life. And we didn't see him a lot. And we were cold, late, and last for almost everything. And when people would say, what do you want to be when you grow up? I'd say, I want to be rich, first, and warm. <laughs> so um, uh, That's great. I started working. Um, I started, I had a, started mowing lawns, uh, shoveling snow, raking leaves, delivering newspapers. I started working full-time at the only gas station in town the day I turned 16, my 16th birthday, which legally, uh, when I could work. And then um, I never went to college. I'm basically uh, uneducated. You never went to college at all? No college at all? I'm uneducatable wow. and unemployable. Um, <laughs> Perfect. And so... <laughs> But That's I, I wanted to be. Yeah, I wanted, but I wanted to write video games, and that was my escape because I wasn't good in school. I'm, I'm literally physically incapable of staying awake in a classroom environment, um, and, but I love people and I love sales. I love psychology. I didn't know what any of that meant because I didn't have any mentors at the time. But I taught right. myself to code. I eventually uh, went off and started writing video games for a company and also vehicle simulation software. And I started coding for small businesses in town. I just started wow. hustling and, uh, you know, it began with like, can you show my secretary how to use a word processor? And I'd be like, yeah, I can do that. 
How about and a spreadsheet? How old were you when, when this one was doing all this? I started 16, 17, 18. That's pretty young. Yeah. 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 So I was working full time and I was consulting and, and advising. And that led into starting a digital marketing agency called Digital Cafe, uh, which was the, one of the very first in the world back when digital okay. marketing was brand new. Photoshop was beta then, you know, it was uh, in the 90s. And then, and, and then from there, I sold that business, but my business partner and I, one of the things that brought us together is besides video games, he and his brother made uh, films, science fiction movies shooting with Super 8, which was, you know, That's super cool. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, they had made five feature length science fiction movies by the time they graduated college. They met me and I knew about music and audio production, video and, and animation and writing code you were on the video game way earlier on than most early on yeah i worked for the very first mac game company called pcaai and um then a company called xor and um from there we started doing work and what we had at digital cafe that made us unique is we used to do floppy disk and cd-rom sales presentations but along the way we started working with a record company one of our first clients was a guy named John Tesh, who at the time was a music performer. And then Todd Rundgren was another one. And even um, uh, David Bowie. Wow. And we did interactive CD-ROM uh, productions. And they said, hey, can you make games for us? We started doing games. And then Hollywood called. They found me on America Online and CompuServe and America. Or that is Apple, crazy. Apple Link. Early, early days, pre-internet. But pre-internet. <laughs> they on, did some hunting for that. <laughs> and they said, hey, can you make screensavers and games for our movies? And we're like, yeah, we can do that. <laughs> we, we can do anything. <laughs> no idea what we were, what, how to do it. <laughs> and we just made it up. Oh, that's great. But, um, and then BMW came to us and then General Mills. And we developed a video game called Chex Quest that shipped in 6 million boxes of cereal. Wow. Uh, and it was sponsored by America Online. And uh, that got the attention of very big advertising agencies, and we eventually got bought by a publicly traded um, billion-dollar-year advertising agency. And how old were you when this when this buyout happened? I would have been, um, let's see, probably ten, da, 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 early thirties, in my thirties, and then, um, yeah, and then I bought a boat and I lived on a boat, and then. <laughs> Um, I'm literally looking at boats right now. It's so funny. Yeah. I'm, I'm in my early 30s. It's a 30s. great place <laughs> so. to live. It's a great place to live. Um, and look, not all was pretty here. Look, I, my first business cost, cost me my my first wife, my marriage, because I was, you know, I was gone all the time. I was busy as hell and focused on the yeah. next thing and constantly fighting the 30-day monster. What did Elon Musk say? He's, he asked the question, like, how many hours do you have? Do you think it's healthy to give a woman, you know, like maybe maybe 10 hours a week you can give a woman to keep her happy. That doesn't work. It doesn't, it doesn't work, work like that. No, no, no. It's not no. a time thing. They know. Yeah. They know if you're, uh, they're, you know, like cats are jealous lovers. Women are much more jealous of your time. <laughs> much more it's jealous. like, yeah. what's getting the attention and the focus? It's not about the time. Um, they're interdimensional creatures. That's one thing to know about women. Um, but <laughs> From another it, world, Venus. <laughs> it's true. It's true. So, um, from yeah, I mean, I've read your book, and and you okay. know, it, you went through that whole cancerpreneur. Uh, that that's a that's a you went through a lot. I mean, the yeah, growing businesses, selling businesses, a ton of stress related, you know, and then and then conquering that, uh, moving through that, and and then I, you know, so so you you know, digital cafe, you know, that did that did really well. You had to buy in your early thirties, and then 
where did the whole product launches and kind of everything else come from after that? Well, what happened is after selling Digital Cafe, in between there made a feature film with my partner. That was one of the agreements we made is after selling, we had to take some of our earnings and do a feature film, which is a horrible way to, well, it's a great way to lose money. I'll just tell you that. <laughs> um, but, uh, and then I really got interested in um, online marketing. I started studying Dan Kennedy. And these are the, again, this late 90s, early 2000s. And I started getting emails from marketers and seeing people making money online. And one guy, I can't remember his name right now. He ended up becoming a friend, but I'm having a moment. Um, I saw him make a million dollars in a week selling a thousand dollar product. So he sold a thousand copies of a product for a thousand dollars, a hundred percent digital. And that's when I went a thousand times a thousand is a million. Oh, oh, pretty awesome. That. So, um, along the way, I, I wound up moving to San Diego. I got married a couple years later, but someone I met was a woman named Arielle Ford, who had represented 11 New York Times bestselling authors, including Deepak Chopra, Wayne Dyer, Neil Donald Walsh, Don Miguel Ruiz, Louise Hay from Hay House Books, and Mark Victor Hansen, Jack Canfield. I mean, like the original big personal development world. And she had yeah, also- San Diego's huge for personal development, so makes yes. sense. Yeah, and also uh, done it worked around in the Tony Robbins world as well, which entered into this picture a little bit later on. I met her, and, and she told me about what she had done, and she said, I'm going to leave the book marketing business. And I said, but what about all this knowledge? Because people come to you, and you were like the gateway to get on Oprah. She was like, everyone came to Ariel Ford. If you get on Oprah, like that's, yeah, that's game changer it. right there. Yeah. And, and she said, I, you know, what should I do? And I said, how about this? I, what if you and I meet for one week and I interview you and um, I'll do the interviews, I'll do all the work, I'll create a product and I'll split the profits 50, 50 and I'll even sell it for you. And she goes, okay. Yeah. So we created a product called Everything You Should Know About Publicity, Publishing, Promotion, and Building a Platform. It's basically, and it turned out one of our first clients was Tim Ferriss. That's right? crazy. Yeah. It was right before 4-Hour Workweek came out. Well, a whole Before bunch he was famous. That's a good time it. to connect with yeah, him. Yeah. Isn't it wild? And that ended <laughs> up paying dividends later on in life because he ended up coming to my studio a few years later and we ended up doing some stuff together. Well, that led to another product, which I was super interested in. How do you sell online? And I was one of the first people that I know of to start using video and putting it online. But this is before YouTube existed. You had to. This is like what, 2008, 2007? No, we're talking 2001, 2002. 2001. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Earlier days, it cost a fortune to host video and it was slow still. But um, I figured out how to put video online and then I adapted the television infomercial to figure out how to sell with video online. And I created a product called the internet infomercial toolkit. Okay. Well, when that thing was launched and released a year later, YouTube was launched and released. And already I'd been getting inquiries from people I met who said, Hey, can you speak for me about selling with video? Well, I got out there and one thing led to another. And, um, I figured out how to automate video marketing. That's, That's crazy. Called In early 2000s. That's yeah. nuts. We're talking 2000. That By that time, 2004, 2005 rolls around. You were like pioneering that whole direction. Pretty much. Early days. Well, yeah. a couple of years of selling this product called Traffic Geyser and those information products led to 
um, I met Frank Kern, uh, Jeff Walker, and some of the early pioneers. We became good friends, and then product launches started to happen. And it happened within a circle of you know some of the OGs. Yeah. And um, at one point, we had the perfect product. So we had how to sell with video, which was hot and new. We had a product that automated marketing, and then I started These are all digital products, right? All digital. Although okay. we used to do physical too, we do put it in boxes. But um, one thing led to another, and we started teaching people how to set up and do basically their own digital marketing agency. And one thing led to another, and with the help of Andy Jenkins, Frank Kern, um, Jeff, and some of the original guys. These are some of the top-notch people. These are the yeah, best of the best. We launched um, Main Street Marketing Machines, which produced $9 million in sales in one week. And then, this is about 2008, I did a 14 $9 million in a week. <laughs> direct-to-camera video show selling the product. We did $3.1 million, $3 million in a day, which Jeez. for a long time was a record. Yeah. Selling a $3,000 information product, basically. And it rocked the world. And then we had software as a back end. So if you fast forward a little bit uh, along the way, I got cancer in 2012, just about died. And in 2015, sold the two businesses, Instant Customer and Traffic Geyser, my products. And then um, went on another venture doing teaching people how to write books, become best-selling authors, how to coach, consult, advise. Yeah, your books are really focused on that. that, podcasts and books to, and th those developments and how you're able to get essentially millions of you know, views and followers free just by doing podcasts. And then you can even convert a podcast into a book. I thought that was such an interesting perspective. Uh, most people don't think of it like in that way. So yeah, that's, that's a, that's amazing. So you sold in 2015 and that kind of, you went through this whole like, you know, recovery point. And then, um, you know, what I've heard recently is that you kind of, you went to the point where you just kind of didn't want to wake up anymore. You know, you, where you were laying in bed and you're like, I just don't want to do this. You know, you had, like the, the go wide, you know, for free kind of method. And, um, you know, you didn't want to do that anymore. And why was, why was that? I mean, I, I know there's a lot of, you know, uh, free plus shipping, e-commerce, you know, everything's free, get on a webinar, do something free. I mean, why, why did it, why, why did you just not want to wake up? I and mean, you were kind of like the expert in that area. Yeah. I think, um, you know, here's the weird thing about success is just because you're visibly successful doesn't mean you feel right. And um, nature has a funny way of teaching you lessons when you need to learn a lesson. So uh, the short answer was on the outside, you know, I had money, a great family, a, a son, my wife, we live, we got a place on the beach in La Jolla, cars, certain degree of celebrity, I guess you could say. And I didn't want to get out of bed in the morning. It was just like I had, I didn't know what depression yeah. was, but that's what was going on. I had physical chemical depression and it took me eight months to be able to say what I I'm about to say because I didn't know what was going on. I just felt sad and I wanted to be dead. And, and anyone who's ever experienced depression will know what I mean. Um, but I had outgrown who I was, what I did, why I did it and who I did it for. And I, felt trapped. And part of the trap was my business model was funnels, ads, cheap, free, give away a bunch of stuff, sell an information product, do a live event, sell a bigger ticket product, blah, blah, blah. The traditional 
Yeah, um, that's, I mean, that's what we learn in Russell Brunson, ClickFunnels. I mean, yeah. this is common knowledge. Yeah, and I'll just tell you, I think it's a shite business model and very few people, despite the mythology you hear, are ever successful at it. And it's unsustainable, unmaintainable business model. Wow. That's, and it that's shocking. Yeah, I hate it. And I just was, I, mean, I, I felt trapped. I mean, I, I was a teacher with, uh, I worked with Ty Lopez. And if you're, and you're familiar with Ty Lopez, he is like yeah, the... I've spoken at his events and he's a brilliant yeah. guy. Yep. He's a brilliant guy. I mean, he's created program to program. He's helped a lot of people. But I mean, that's kind of the method, right? I mean, it's a very similar method. And, um, you know, now he's not doing any of it. He's traveling in the world in the jet. So, I mean, maybe he got to that point. Yeah, there's, there's, I think there's an evolution you go through. And here's what you've got to do. You've got to learn to listen to your soul in your body and who you once were is not who you are right now. Your own self-perception changes and your value system changes as well. And what I decided to do was I, I came up with a rule set and it was simple. I was only going to work with people I loved on businesses I loved or could fall in love with and put my health and my family, my soul, my spirit and listen to all of those and be absolutely congruent energetically and physically and spiritually and emotionally and yeah, kind of health first right and practice the art of no which is if it's a compromise if it doesn't feel a hundred percent and that for one thing provided an enormous amount of freedom and the illusion that i had to do something all these expectations were old residual traumatic rules that i believed were true and we all create a prison in our own mind that we're living inside of you know that's where our that's where our misery comes from yeah and i i got a lot of support a lot of help i got a lot of therapy frankly and um and i shut everything down so i built another company you everywhere now and wound up winding it down i was super transparent with my customers and i said look i'm gonna do one I know, guys. Event. that was on amazon book. yeah that was the book and um but also there was a company. So we, again, we had publish and profit, how to write books and become a bestseller. We were one of the first to show people how to really hack Amazon. We had create and profit, how to create products and build the platform, how to so speak and profit, how to speak, speak and sell. And then um, consult and profit, how to coach, consult, advise. And then we also did media training. So I had a multi-million dollar studio in San Diego, but I was on a hamster wheel and getting off. If I would have had to stop one day, just because you're always paying in advance, your butt's on the line for hotels and marketing and all this complicated stuff. It literally right. would cost me a million and a half dollars if I had to write a check if I really wanted to stop. And I'm like, you know, what the hell? What have I gotten myself into here? So I just very authentically said, I'm going to retire from this business. If you want to do this, I'm going to do one more of each thing. I'm going to be done in fall, but I'm reinventing myself. And if you want to, I will transparently show you how I'm reinventing myself. I'm going to create a product. I called it the reinvention masterclass. That was the final event I did. And then um, I'm going to do an advisory program. I called my mentor advisor partner program. If you'd like to work with me, I'm going to guide you through your own reinvention and help you get off your own hamster wheel and share with you everything I'm learning while I wind down my business. And what happened was that year I had one of the highest net profitable businesses of my life with zero employees, no fulfillment required. Um, everyone came to me and stayed at my beach condo in La Jolla um, while I 
to do the fulfillment. It was very one-on-one or small group oriented. And then uh, someone came along and bought my products on top of it. So it was like making that decision. I couldn't find a way out, but I made a commitment and a decision that changed my life and changed the course. And since then, you know, I've, I did the superpower accelerator and to work with me, it's, my offers are simple. It's two days. I'll change your life and reinvent you and help you build your platform or um, your high-level high product and all the stuff in between. And then or I'll work with you for a year. So, it, so yeah. it sounds like you went to this point and that's, that's, that's amazing. I mean, I think every single piece of that is like perfect. And it, it's almost like seeing someone go down that, like, like the direction that I'm going, seeing someone that already went down that direction and kind of like, you know, time-lapsing. People have talked about this where you can fold time so you don't have to go through those same experiences and then you can just go this, you know, a, a happier version. So what, 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 I'm, what I'm saying is that, you know, you're, you went to this point where you almost got it to the point where you're hiring a job. It was too stressful. There's too many things, too many moving parts, you know. Um, and instead of, you know, going that wide model, you just narrow down very, very intimate setting. You increased your, what you charged um, to work with you. And then through that, you know, there was much more fulfillment because you had like radical transformation on an intimate basis. Is that correct? That's exactly right. Um, and what's come out of that now, I do two podcasts, one with a great friend and mentor, Dan Sullivan from strategic coach, another one with, uh, another, so Dan 76. And then my other one is with uh, gay Hendricks who wrote the big leap, really fascinating guy. He's 75. Um, the product. And then I started getting offers. I did a, this TV show you mentioned, Elevator Pitch. Um, opportunities are coming up that are so high level. I'm crafting, I'm working with multi-multi-millionaires, um, a couple billionaire clients. And when you decide to elevate yourself and step up your game and practice the art of no, what someone may have struggled investing 50 or $500 for um, you can have 250, 500,000 million dollar conversations wow. and, and above. And it's, it's, um, I really believe that energetically and spiritually you get exactly who and what you deserve based upon your ability to receive and your own perception of self-worth and self-value. That really is the game. And you can subscribe to any level of trickery and tactics and copywriting and funnels and all this other complete bullcrap, in my opinion. It doesn't have, you know, the mechanics are useful. Don't get me wrong. I spent 30 years in the trenches, more than yeah. that now. Um, but what I just said is the stuff that actually matters. It's self-perception. It's getting out of and not spending time in the illusion. And... Um, so you help people that, you know, that come out of that phase. Um, we're mostly experienced, you know, uh, entrepreneurs, CEOs that, you know, just want to reinvent themselves. And so it's a two day kind of, so if, let's say I wanted to work with you on mm -hmm. this. It would look like a, like a two day hammer down. We would, you know, meet up either virtually or in person. And then yep. um, we would end up creating some kind of podcast or some kind of um, product yeah. and work oh. with and, and just do that. I'll tell you typically what, what happens. So there's three categories. There's the someone who exited. So it would be a business professional who has maybe sold their business. And they're like, I'm not going to quit. 
money's not the object. I want to reinvent myself and have more impact. And what would that look like? What would a platform look like where I can have time freedom, money freedom, freedom of relationship and impact? Um, But I still I want to make money, too. I want to keep score. Another one will be someone who has a business and wants to reinvent themselves in their business. In other words, they've realized that they're commoditized and maybe they're working in their business, not on their business, or um, they've outgrown who they are. In other words, who, who, who they are, what they do, why they do it, who they do it for. And then um, the third are the, the game changers. So get this, this shows up differently. Like, um, and my little sizzle, my latest uh, video marketing promo, I have three mini case studies in there. But here's what it looks like. We work on figuring out, first of all, who's your perfect audience? You know, the classic um, market, right. the business model. And I, I don't do cheap. I'm going to make sure that your product service is in a category of one. So it's three to 10 times higher price than anything else in the market. And then we work on the message that enrolls someone, what I call the Civitas moment, where someone shows up saying, after they've had a first contact with your message and say, I already know I want to work with you. How do we start working together? It feels like I've been looking for someone just like you my whole life. And, or they experience that with your product or service as well. You know, this doesn't have to be a advisory coaching, but a lot of my people have, um, are they're experts, but they're not valued such, and they don't know how to package themselves and position themselves. Yeah, a lot of people have a lot of knowledge, but like with the Russell Brunson movement, I think that helps people really get out of their box and start to teach and share their knowledge and put all their information online, which kind of replaced a lot of institutions and a lot of, you know, help people quit, quit college or quit school. And so you're kind of doing that for individuals and whatever level stage that they want to start. Yeah, I think the, um, I'll add one bit to what you said. I think the other thing that I do then is I take them into my studio. I've got a completely automated studio um, now and I bring people in and I do an interview with them based upon the future paced version of them, their product, their service. So we craft the story. We, we actually execute the message. And then I turn that into an article. I generally get it published right away in Entrepreneur and Forbes magazine, get publicity, which basically becomes your sales funnel, but it's publicity driven, mm-hmm. a funnel driven. Um, so just to comment on what you're saying, like I've known Russell since he got into the game. He's a really smart guy. And, um, and Russell's very creative. I wouldn't take anything away from him, but know that he's consolidated a lot of stuff that's been around for 30 and 50 and a hundred years. Yeah, he's really young. So that makes it, sense. Right. Um, and, and like click funnels, um, traffic geyser did a lot of what click funnels does, um, at its time. Plus it had promotion built in. It just reached a point of, uh, where its business was. And I'm not trying to take credit or take credit away. It's just like what he did is he, consolidated and crafted a really good story that a lot of people have bought into. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's worked for a lot of people too. Um, it also hasn't worked for a lot of people as well. And, and it's one of my issues with, um, you know, a lot of ties programs. I love ties programs. I think he's helped, he's helped literally millions of people, you know, and, and everything he does is like, you know, most people haven't done a quarter or a 10th or an eight point zero one percent of what Ty's done. Um, 
but there's certain things, you know, when I went and, you know, taught with, uh, at his mansion in, in Beverly Hills, you know, th- his team was like, well, what you're doing is kind of like level, next level, you know? And I was like, well, that's kind of funny. Why would you say that my thing's next level? It's because we provided like every piece that a person would need for them to be successful. It wasn't just a, you know, a funnel building thing and say, okay, like, and here's some, you know, minor training and then just figure it out. It was every single thing you needed along the line to be, you know, who you wanted to be and whatever that looked like. Uh, and it sounds like that's what you're kind of doing, you know, including Forbes articles, you know, like every single piece and building the product. So that way, you know, a person's life can be radically changed and it doesn't have to take that long to do it. If you have the right connections, you know, the right information. Yeah, I think that all of that's true. And, and then again, you know, I'm not Ty uh, and I'm not Russell and, and, um, and, you're not either of them. It's all about what works and what message works. And what's great is when there is a messenger who's getting people to think a different way and a revolution occurs, it's great. I think getting back to what you're saying, the key thing here is when you're selling hope, that really is what what is and has been sold in this world because everyone hopes and wishes that they could get off the hamster wheel right. and have something of value and 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 you know get what used to be called mailbox money now it's you know instant money whatever it is and push button money um it's it they're selling the same thing that's been sold for a long long time back in classified ad days um you know same cake different frosting so, yep. um, and, and that will be recycled. There's going to be the new, new, and someone else is going to knock the guys off the tree, just like, you know, happen in the personal development world and, and, uh, personal growth world or whatever else it's, you know, I see young people right now, some of the super popular millennials who are selling the same recycled stuff that, that came out 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago, same message repackaged completely stolen and ripped off but young people don't know the history so and they don't know the end result right i mean eventually you do that for long enough and you just kind of feel empty right every generation needs a different messenger um for the same message it's just repackaged different language patterns um slight take on it for the times based upon civilization and the value system and the tone right it's like yeah you live in cancel culture now we live in a world of non-binary purple white gray whatever the heck's going on thing and you know so the the tolerance is different you know one subtle thing and you turn off a whole audience um because the generation yeah, isn't doesn't know what not to say yeah that's um, the last thing we actually want to talk about on the on the podcast is you know, the pandemic, I mean, you, you've, you've been able to create multiple different ways of ensuring that you're stable. And then, you know, on top of, you know, the reinvention masterclass and what you're doing with um, superpower, you know, like, is it, has this been affected by the pandemic Have people kind of just maybe worked with you even more because they needed to reinvent themselves? Because this is probably one of the most transformational years in our history. Um, I'm sure it's, it's had some kind of effect. What are you, what are your thoughts on that? Well, a couple things. Um, I do this podcast with Dan Sullivan, and we did an episode on digitizing, um, virtualizing, and dematerializing. So for me personally, um, this has been the best thing ever for my business. Like I have more opportunity now than I can possibly take advantage of, and I'm turning people away or scheduling them into the future. 
mm-hmm. of high quality problems because everyone needed to make the pivot, the same basic pivot I did a couple of years ago. And historically, I'm usually a bit, a bit ahead of the curve. You know, my, the first digital marketing agency, some of the first digital products, you know, information, some of the very first digital video products, first marketing automation, first mobile text marketing. Right. Um, and then first tools that did Amazon uh, books, for example, um, so that's been a combination of just I'm good at predicting the future. I don't say that with ego. It's just, you know, facts are facts and history is history. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but if you look at the now, I've been screaming at people for years saying you've got to virtualize, digitize, dematerialize. And I've publicly called hotels and the hospitality industry serial rapists for years because they're predatory um, doing business with them positively sucks. Yeah. And um, I always said, if I found a way out from dealing with these clowns, I would. And I had already shifted. I started using boutiques and having good relationships and doing things differently. Um, and everyone I know who has shifted their event business to online and virtual in general are get are earning two to five times more gross sales, but their wow. net is considerably higher. And, and I think what most people have learned, and so again, when I look at the categories, there are people who are employees or in a blue collar or a service or hospitality industry who are jacked right now and it sucks for them. And yeah, there's um, a lot of hurting businesses out there. I don't have a good solution for that other than um, never put your hands in uh, another system. It's like anyone who publishes on YouTube or Facebook or any closed system, I say it's just a matter of time before you are screwed. Um, you wow, get okay. you use them as a platform and get them off and make sure you've got a direct relationship with your connection. And if you don't do it that way, you got it coming. Okay. You've been warned. I've been warning you. Warning yeah, everyone. That's really smart. I mean that's super smart. Yeah. That's that's one of the one of my issues with Amazon. I felt that if I built the Amazon business and one day they just wanted to shut off my seller account. Yeah. Exactly. There goes all my income. <laughs> yeah, and and they're smart enough to know to try to isolate you and prevent you from having a relationship at all with your customer. That's dangerous. It's stupid. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. just plain stupid. So, um, but within that context, it's like you've got to have your own ecosystem. And here's the biggest lesson of all: narrow, deep, premium not wide and shallow. I got out of the wide and shallow business and trying to be friends with everyone. You know, that culture is idiotic. You know, anyone who's values how many views they have and how many likes they have, look, it's fake. It's yeah, it's fake shallow. Economy. It's shallow and it's, it's nonsensical. You know, you give me someone who's got 5 million likes on their Instagram account and then they try to sell something and all they get is a bunch of hate. And then most of it's a bunch of bots anyway. It's yeah. it's, it's fake. I don't believe that all good, all news is good news. If I have a bunch of bad news about me, I'm not going to care. Like, I don't, right. I don't believe that whole thing, yeah. you know? So back to the original question here, it's like you've, um, what I believe COVID has done is, first of all, made people realize that most of what they were doing and buying and involved in doesn't, doesn't matter. There's a whole bunch of businesses and business types that were already on the mass extinction list and people habitually used them and practiced them. And now that there's no business, they're never going to resurrect. The days of the big gyms, for example, they're over. A lot of commercial real estate, a lot of businesses 
they're realizing, huh, I got happier people who are getting more done. And there's a certain type of person who needs that environment. And maybe they're not necessary for my business. Okay. There's an evolution that always is occurring in a shift in thinking. And we live in a world where the illusion that you buy into means less now than ever before. And you've got to think differently in this new economy. And what happened is we went through a five-year acceleration inside of three months. Yeah, that's and what everyone says. 2030 became 2020. So, and, and you can blame or whoever you want, but that doesn't change what is, okay? And the what is is adapt and realize you can sit around with one thumb up your rear end and the other uh, other one flipping your phone watching youtube cat videos or you can get yeah. a free education a phd on any topic for free yeah. and implement and and realize that you've got to increase the value of who you are not what you do or what you know if you're going to survive in this new economy and that doesn't mean that physical manual labor isn't important or necessary. Um, it is, but it's the platform you exist on and learning to control it and knowing that you can have a direct relationship with any customer anywhere in the world and being able to communicate and package and understand how to provide value and deliver it in a meaningful way is all that matters. And that's essentially what you do as Superpower Accelerator. It really is. It's just it's dial a, down. And so instead of wasting time, you know, trying to do this or that, you know, get, you know, Mike's perspective on your business, on everything you're doing right now to be able to make, to continue to make the impact, right? Because I think that entrepreneurs, reason why they got into it, reason why I got into business is because I wanted to make a positive impact on the world. You know, I wanted to be, you know, purpose driven. I wanted to give back, you know, all of these things and making money was just kind of like a, it was like a plus, you know, I went for the meaning, not for the money. Um, and if, you know, we start losing our meaning, we start losing, you know, all these different aspects and we don't, you know, make the changes in a timely fashion, um, then we end up losing. And, and, and not only that, but then a powerful person, you know, that has done so much good for the world ends up, you know, just getting kicked out of the game. It's unfortunate, you know, it happens, it's happening right now, you know, and, and be, to be able to transition is is super powerful. So, how, so Mike, how do people get a hold of you um, to to work with you? Sure. Um, well, the easy way is just hit my website. Um, the The domain that's easiest to remember is paidforlife.com, um, which equates to mikekanigs.com, but it'll go to the same place. And then to learn more, because I've got a lot of free content, is just subscribe to my podcast, which is Capability Amplifier or Big The Big Leap um, with Gay Hendricks. And um, a lot of what I we talked about here, but it's packaged. We go deep and you'll get a great education, decades of, of wisdom and experience from two people I regard as uh, like best friends, brothers, fathers, grandfathers, mentors, all rolled in one. Um, uh, never underestimate the value of the wise sages before you. And, yeah. um, and then beyond that, it's uh, freedom is underestimated. Um, true freedom, freedom of time, freedom of purpose, freedom of money, freedom of impact. That's Dan Sullivan calls it the four freedoms. And um, yeah, it's powerful. Our, 
I've, I've spent a lot of time thinking about that. And what you just said, you know, a lot of people don't have the, the ability to say no to the check and the money right now um, and focus on impact and purpose. They feel trapped. Mm-hmm. And I know what that feels like. Um, and that is an act of mental resilience to realize that that is, in fact, a, an illusion. And that the longer you stay trapped in the illusion that you have to do something for the dollar or the money um, and that you need something now um, just isn't true. And the sooner you really understand who you are and find your value by just doing the hard work and, uh, and getting through the pain, the sooner you'll get to the freedom that lies on the other side. And that freedom, you have to give yourself first. So... Yep. I got to play health. Another one, number one, Mick, I honestly like it's been fantastic having you on the show. I really hope that people are going to take full advantage of everything that you have to offer and all of your experience. Um, we'll definitely stay connected and, uh, and have a good rest of your day. And hopefully yeah. we'll have on the show a little bit later on this year, cause we're doing a lot of new developments and what you have and what you're doing for people is, is incredibly powerful. So thank you really. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure, Tom. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to the iSmart Podcast Show. If you are a business owner with multiple streams of income or professional who would like to be on the daily program, please visit iSmartNetworks.com slash guest. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you do that, tag us with hashtag iSmartPodcast. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. What do you win? We'll promote you and your business to our media fans totally free. Can you also hook us up? In your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. While you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow. That's right. Seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Thanks for listening. And thank you for being a part of the iSmart Podcast.